basically Alan Stern, the, the principal investigator of New Horizons, challenged Brian May to make a song for New Horizons in the Ultima Flyby. <laughs> and he did it. And it's I think it's his first single in like 10 years or something. <laughs> Welcome to Surely You're Joking. I'm your host, Dr. Kevin Peter Hickerson. Uh, New Year's Eve, we had an amazing event, other than the New Year's Eve. A bunch of scientists and rockers, we'll get into that later, um, were hanging out and uh, watching the New Horizons spaceship take the most distant photograph of an object ever in history. And it happened like almost right at New Year's Eve. And so I was watching it. We had a little New Year's Eve party. I gotta be honest, it was a little anticlimactic, but I... I uh, <laughs> I do have a guest from that tell us all about it. I think that's a great way to start off the year. I have a planetary scientist, doctor? Dr. James Keen. Dr. James Keen. Tuttle Keen, right? I like that name. That's like, have you seen Brazil? That's the guy's name in Brazil. No. No, It's a good movie. You should check it out. Anyway, welcome to the Shirley You're Joking. Thank Uh, you. So tell tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what the the mission is and what you did. And why did it have to be on New Year's Eve? (laughs) Uh... So yeah, so I, my name's James Keen. I'm a postdoc at Caltech, and mm-hmm. I I study geophysics, so the interior structures of planets and small bodies like 2014 MU69, which is this tiny little object that New Horizons flew by mm-hmm. on New Year's Eve. But it got a new name, right? It's it did. So, uh... so it has an well, it has an unofficial name. the The team in a sort of public naming contest contest. Uh, decided on Ultima Thule as the unofficial name. They still mm-hmm. have to get that approved by the IAU. Uh-huh. Um, and, and it got a little weirder because as uh, as pictures started coming in, uh, you know, it went viral because everybody was saying it looked like a snowman or a uh, like BB-8 or something. But then they changed the name even, right? It's like one is Ultima and one is Thule. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. So there was a little, there was some thought that there might be multiple objects. We didn't know until New Horizons got there. And so there was a little bit of incentive to pick a name that would be easily split up into multiple parts. Right. Uh, so th- this has happened with um, with all sorts of other NASA missions. There was like a big party and celebration, but then really we were just celebrating a moment in space time and not actually the great reveal of what it looked like, right? Because I remember it took a... Took a while, to, I think a day to come in the next day or a couple days for something. the actual data to get back. Yeah, to get yeah. even like the hint of a you know what what this thing actually looked like. Yeah, it the the light travel time is several hours, so a, a radio signal from New Horizons takes a very long time just to get here, and their radio receiver is really low power. And so it, they have to basically the data just trickles. Even back. though it does have a plutonium power pack on it, yeah, <laughs> it has a this nice big uh, nuclear power plant, but um, the antenna is actually pretty small. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, when I explain these probes to people, a lot of times I point out it's like we've kind of had the the technology to have like a like your cell phone would make an all right space probe, right? You know, it's kind of wide angle, but yeah. but the whole part that's hard is like you know if, if you're just like in the valley, sometimes you don't even get service, so. Um, you know, that's always the hard part. It's like, how do you get the, the energy for this thing to come on? So how fast do you guys get the data back? I mean, it's like some really old modem speed or something, right? It's, it's something like that. I think someone was making a comparison on the team that it's like dial-up, basically. Dial-up, okay. And it, the, the, the small antenna is, was actually a choice that they had to make because 
in order to get the spacecraft this far out of the solar system, they had to make it as tiny and lightweight as possible. So mm -hmm. that's one of the things that they skimped on to right. get it out there. And it looks really tiny. I've seen photos of people next to it and compared to like the really big ones like Cassini, which are like the size of a, a bus almost. This thing is, you know, um... it's, it's the size of a baby grand piano. Oh, OK. Awesome. How much does it weigh? Does it weigh the same or is oh, gosh. it lighter? Uh, it's probably a little heavier, especially when it had all the fuel on board to start. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly lightweight, like aluminum. So things. wasn't the wasn't the whole point of New Horizons? Uh, I remember it last it launched not that long ago, and it seemed to just zip out to Pluto and to now this the furthest object ever. Was that why it's so light? Because they needed it. it like the idea was yeah. like let's just get there quickly. I mean, scientists would love to send like a big honking spacecraft with all sorts of equipment on it, but that adds up a lot of weight, and then you need a lot of fuel to get it there. So in order to do this thing in a reasonable time span and for a reasonable cost. They basically built the smallest, tiniest spacecraft and put it on the biggest rocket that we have and took 10 years to get to Pluto. Um, but it zipped out of our solar system, out of, uh, sorry, out of our uh, Earth-Moon system in like several hours mm -hmm. and hit Jupiter a year or so later. Um, it was the fastest thing we launched at the time. So That's awesome. Uh, there was a nice update page where they showed like its speed and it's, you know, it's going crazy, crazy fast. But what I thought was hilarious was uh, it, the speed didn't change. It was, you know, it was like 32,000 something or other miles per hour or something like that. And there were like three digits, like afterwards, like point, like whatever. And just for an entire day, it didn't decrease and except one tenth of a, of a digit. And I thought that was well, like so hilarious compared to like a car. You know, can you imagine trying to drive a car at 30 miles an hour and not have it go up and down? If anybody's been trying to like, you know, not set off a, a, it's like a, a camera yeah a camera or something i mean i don't know anyone like that i wouldn't do that um but you know this is, so it's weird to have this totally opposite like dynamic where it's going super fast but it's also just rock steady and yep. just um just zipping out the solar system so you uh I, I got your name from um uh planet rock star constantine Badigan, mm -hmm. and he said you draw really cool pictures and he wasn't wrong because true. then they they brought you up and uh, on stage afterwards, and you you had all these like really cool pictures explaining the photos, which are otherwise quite blurry. <laughs> so yeah, New Horizons it 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 takes a long time for the the few images that will get to come down. So a lot of time is spent speculating about what's in those images, and we found that it's pretty useful to have. Um, Wow, these are awesome. Basically, oh my God. I'll, I'll post these on the internet for sure. I'll, probably a lot of them are on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've seen this one. So um, a lot of these... So we found it was useful to have people like me around to, to do sort of graphic interpretations of the data and the different hypotheses that people have on uh -huh. the fly. Because for most of the encounter week, we basically had one or two good images. Mm -hmm. And so you have a bunch of scientists just sitting in a room staring at those images and their imaginations are going crazy. And so I've been drawing them on the fly while also doing science at the same time. It's mm -hmm. kind of an And I saw role. some of these. Uh, these were like at the press conference showing the, uh, you know, like a lunch, bunch of little planetesimals. Pl planetesimals, right. Like uh, these little tiny snowballs and all kind of just collecting. And then the coolest thing about this thing is that it, it just looks like two spheres kind of just resting gently on each other yeah <laughs> and i imagine there's a lot of snow there so kind of the snowman thing wasn't um <laughs> well it probably weird. doesn't snow on well on i didn't MU69, mean that but it's, it's but probably ice right yeah a it's almost ice. certainly made of snow <laughs> okay <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I, uh, I wish I had done it. Uh, I was trying to do something viral, but I, pe- I already knew people were going to get to it first. But I really wanted to put like like a little carrot or something. I didn't quite see there, somebody do that, but I'm sure few, they got to it. I made one. So I 3D printed a shape model. I turned oh, that yeah, one yeah. into Oh, yeah, You brought that here. Can I see this? Um, I have oh, a different version. So cool. of... I wish you guys could see this. Um, I should have videoed this. It's basically right. a little red snowman. Yeah. Just red because I felt like printing it in red. And it, but it is kind of like orangish red. Here, why did you hold it? Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it. We have some color data, and it's basically like this burnt umber brownie orange uh-huh. red, um, with some white speckles on it. Uh-huh. So um, like a rusty snow snowman. Yeah. Um, he was made out of metal and left out for four and a half billion years. Um, <laughs> That's longer than any snowman I've ever seen. I grew up in LA, so uh, our snowmen last the uh, the five minutes of imagination time it takes to think that hail is actually snow. <laughs> yeah, and then that melts too. <laughs> this is really cool, especially like oh, so you told me before we started recording, you're like this is actually a top secret image of it. I can't, well, so uh, the the shape model that. You're holding it, uh, it's actually based on we had several people on the team actually do art and uh, one of them mallory kinzik does uh clay modeling and uh-huh. she actually made a clay model i think i saw that one on tv they showed yeah. it in the press conferences uh-huh. and uh so she made this clay model it's it's still not an exact shape model but it gives us a good idea it helps us visualize things mm-hmm. and we basically did a 3d scan of that clay model which oh, we cool. now have then a right. digital shape file so i can do oh, things cool. like 3d print it and um i gotta say i mean nothing against her clay model skills but um everything my kids make out of play-doh looks exactly like that it's yeah. two spheres stuck together i think bumps. in the in the light it also kind of looks like oogie boogie from nightmare before Christmas. oh yeah absolutely kinda looks kinda yeah scary. he's got the scary eyes there yeah <laughs> we'll see if that holds when we get better data all right but but i guess the big problem is um so you don't really know what's at the neck, right? Like you have a lot of drawings yeah. of that and the photos definitely don't help much so far, but yeah. So the, there are sort of two things that really all the scientists latched onto has important things. And one was the, the fact that it's just two spheres. And the second thing is how those two spheres connect at the neck. And we have a bunch of different ideas and they're probably all wrong. <laughs> um, and we won't really know if, until we get the better data. But the, so the two spheres of MU69 are basically this dirty orange red, mm-hmm. but the neck is really bright and uh, bright white. And it's pretty sharp. Like it's just an unusual, it almost looks like it's wearing a, if it's, if it were a snowman, it's almost like it's wearing a, a white scarf. Uh-huh. And it's it's weird. God, we that'd don't... be cool if that's what it was. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. I would wonder who who would have knitted a kilometer <laughs> wide scarf, right? But it's probably something more like avalanches. Yeah, so it's yeah. it it could be material that's avalanched into the neck because if you're standing on the neck, it'd be like standing in a ravine. So you'd expect things to be falling in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could also be other weirder processes, like if you're in the neck. Um, you f- might feel a different temperature than if you were elsewhere on the on it because oh, you're yeah, you're cold. like in the bottom of a ravine. You yeah. get all the shadows and it right. you get Which, light reflected. Imagine that look. You're like, oh, I'm billions of miles away from the sun. Oh crap, I'm also in a ravine. <laughs> it's the 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 lowest price real estate is in that area, I think, or the highest. I don't in, know. It depends for the scientists. It'd be the highest, although landslides. Eh, well, scientists are always messing up the housing market. So yeah. what are you going to do? Uh, I noticed they, they would refuse 
refuse to say whether there are craters on it yet do you have an update on that or are there officially is there one because there's all these blurry bumps and everybody's like is that a crater i don't know yeah so right now for the data that we have there's a lot of really suggestive things but there is not any confirmed craters as of yet i really think that will change probably like in the next week when we get more data your model makes it look like yeah like they're out of focus craters i mean they look very cratery yeah. But I remember when you guys flew by uh, Pluto, I mean, it blew my mind because it wasn't covered in craters at all. It, I mean, it was. It had some, but they weren't, like, all over. Yeah. It had stuff that looked more like, uh, you know, like um, sea ice or something. Yeah, um, Pluto is, is... Well, I love Pluto. Pluto is just a wacky place, and it's got all sorts of geology going on. But the added thing is, out that far in the solar system, there's just not that many things hitting you. So <laughs> It'd be so funny if you worked on this mission, you're like, nah, I don't really like Pluto. I'm just, I, I, I devoted 10 years of my life to uh, studying it, but it's actually kind of annoying. <laughs> I, I doubt that there's anyone on the team that would say that. Although I, I myself, am, I've acknowledged that I was originally a Pluto skeptic. I didn't think Pluto would be as interesting as it was. I sure didn't, but I don't know. And then it turned out to be amazing. And now well, I lucky do you guys didn't over promise and under deliver because I didn't hear anybody claiming it was going to be anything other than like a gray rock. And so <laughs> that was cool. Congrats. Okay, I'm sure you're tired of being asked this, but um, of course, because you guys are gonna get have all the fame sucked out of by uh, you know sucked out of your group because everybody's gonna ask about Brian May, <laughs> who we, and and he also was doing some of the artwork. In fact, you yeah uh, Brian May for people who don't know, um, uh, guitarist for Queen, mm-hmm. has crazy hair, looks like Newton Isaac Newton, and just amazingly, just like. Uh, uh, you know, like Constantine, he has these like two sides. I'm not comparing Constantine's guitaring to uh, <laughs> Brian May. Uh, Brian May. I mean, Constantine's pretty good. I've heard him play, but um, down in Pasadena. But um, but that's like must be so distracting, right? To or is it just? Does everybody have you just chilled out about it, it now? You're just like, oh yeah, we have. Uh, it is. It is a Rockstar. little. It was my fr- I met him for the first time during this encounter. Uh, and Did that- you know it was him, or you just just like, whoa, that's eccentric hair for a astrophysicist. He's, uh, he's he's well known within the team as someone that's there, and um, it's also, I mean, it is jarring to meet him for the first time. Like, wow, you're a real person, and you're here. But the the added thing is, he's also a scientist. It's he doesn't just have this doctorate in astrophysics for nothing he was actually there doing science in the science team room like he made some of the first uh uh 3d images of yeah i saw that i saw the the first stereo image i saw i did the eye crossing thing Mm -hmm. um uh i have 3d glasses you guys can do this too you can go online to the new horizons site um just search for ultima Thule and you'll see a stereo image and if you can do the eye crossing thing you're staring at uh brian may's picture yeah yeah. yeah, and so he was there creating data products on the fly too, and then also like performing rock music. So yeah, there was a, a video. Yeah, we're gonna play the. I, we're not gonna play it here for you, but <laughs> there's a music video. I'm gonna play it, uh, and you can check out the video also. Um, yeah, he made basically Alan Stern, the the principal investigator of New Horizons, challenged Brian May to make a song for New Horizons and the Ultima flyby uh-huh. <laughs> and he did it. And it's, I think it's his first single in like 10 years or something. Is this uh when the sky is crying? Is that it? No, it's oh, called new horizon. <laughs> it's, it's called new horizons. Ah, okay. And it should, I think it's right, should new be on horizons. Their, Ultima Thule remix. He also, 
uh, we're working on some data, like data products for media, and there's talks about having him like compose like little sound bits for it and stuff. It's That'd kind be of awesome. It's, what if it's, you guys did an animation, like, and a music video together? That would be so cool. I think that there there is talk about doing it, That's and it's awesome. And it's another. Like it was surreal meeting him, but it's also been surreal in these. We basically have these massive email chains uh-huh. as the data comes down, like talking about it and thinking about ways that we're going to show the data products to the media. And someone's floated, oh, well, maybe we should put a, a little bit of like classical music on this. There was debate about which classical music. And then Brian May just chimes in via email. Oh, maybe I could help with this. <laughs> and it must have been so awkward where people were like, Brian, that's that's what we meant. You're classical music don't tell him i said that um all right so here's a little bit of it right here All right, so well, I'll play the <laughs> whole thing. And well, I don't. Am I allowed to do that? Probably, right? It's uh, NASA or something. No, sure. this is actually Queen. Yeah, okay. Like they they, they may own, it, own so. the copyright. All so right. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting confluence of legal problems. Yeah. Um, uh, no, that's awesome. Oh my god, that's yeah. so great. So um, they debuted that right at midnight for New Year's Eve as uh, as New Horizons was making its flyby. It was pretty intense. Yeah. That was what they were playing to the uh, to the balloon dropping and all the kids there. That was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. Although, again, like I said, it was so NASA to just be like, "Okay, it happened <laughs> on our simultaneous spatial plane." You know, like I like now. now I, I think the media always gets a little confused about the time delay, and even then, on top of it, it wasn't just the time delay. It was like all you're gonna get is, did it? You know, did anything happen? Yeah, you're celebrating a, a timestamp basically yeah. <laughs> and then you're waiting it was like till- there literally could be a wave approaching from a suit like a like a supernova that just already consumed pluto and new horizons and you just don't know about it because we're yeah. we're you know well, well known in four hours the very <laughs> real threat was okay maybe there was a tiny bit of dust orbiting mu69 and if new horizons hit it it would have been vaporized and we would not have known it at that point <laughs> we would have found out eight years or eight eight hours later when it didn't call us home well would you even know then or would you just be like up oh, something happened uh if it got destroyed or damaged during the flyby they they had a call call home I think it was a few eight a.m. eight eight or nine hours after, and basically we just would not have heard anything, and then we that would have been all the data we would ever gotten back. Whoa! Uh, there's like this whole new realm now where we can start doing like uh, like dead probe archaeology. Um, like this has happened on Mars. Like, oh yeah. You know, when I was a kid, and we and, you know, and there was a probe lost on Mars, it would just be like. You know, the thing's about to land and then just nothing. And, it, you know, it was it was grueling because nobody even knew what went wrong or anything. I think Beagle did this for yep. a while. And um, that was the, the English one. Um, yeah, but that was like, but now there's so many probes. It's like, oh, there it is. Yep. Like, oh, look at that. Oh, the whatever broke or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. It's like a, a niche community within like the Mars orbiting satellites to try to look for all these crashed spacecraft there are a couple that they still haven't found yet uh-huh. yeah and uh same with the moon landing people are like okay here's a photo you guys i know this <laughs> <laughs> um i just oh uh this is fun 
for I think this is for the Super Bowl. This sorry, I'm going to talk about me for a second. Um, I worked on this this ad for Ford, and uh, I created this. I helped create this. Um, do the set decoration for this like Apollo scene, and Brian Cranston is in the Ooh. ad, and it just I really liked it. So um, you guys should check it out. And I think it's going to play. I, I'm hoping a longer version will play during the Super Bowl, but they won't tell me. No, like nobody knows it's all a big this stuff leaks out it's so weird there's like articles written about this commercial like there's people who's about like about the super bowl commercial there's not just super bowl like there's this people whose one. job is to actually investigate and write reports on car ads that's an entire profession that's a career that people have oh. and i didn't know that until i was like googling i was like googling this commercial i was like hey i wonder if it came out yet and then it was like oh people are talking about this ad it wasn't an option one of those high school career aptitude tests (laughs) (laughs) it's just i want to write about car commercial (laughs) all right so what's next for um what's next for new horizons uh do you guys so i got a scary thing this is why i didn't want to look it up because i wanted to find out from you i deliberately (laughs) stopped looking but i saw this really scary message somebody saying that they got a bunch of blank frames and i want and and then everyone's like nobody would want to nobody wanted to comment because they're just like okay we're not going to talk about that can you tell me (laughs) was that the worst of the worst or was that it what what happened so i'm gonna i i'm gonna i haven't seen that specific reaction but there are a lot of blank images that will come back from new horizons Mm -hmm. and uh basically it flying by this object going about 30 kilometers a second i need to double check that 32 Some, i think yeah so you're well, flying somewhere. by uh-huh. so fast past an object that's about 30 kilometers long and so it's this tiny tiny thing and so the only way you can hope to take pictures of it is basically uh you just continuously take pictures so imagine like you're driving in your car and you want to take a picture of i don't know a cactus by the side of the road mm-hmm. don't actually do this yeah don't <laughs> uh, have your passenger um basically the the strategy that new horizons does is okay we'll just take our take point our camera out the window and just take pictures really really fast as we drive by and hope that one of them will catch uh mu69 okay. and so they've been downlinking a ton of blank images um until they get the one that has the actual image in it oh. um but but the blank images probably download fast, right? Does it, is it smart enough to know like there's nothing in it? Well, so... uh, it's not smart enough to know whether there's uh, like if it sees MU69 in one image or not. But the data that we have gotten down has told us basically exactly how fast and our uh, orientation, everything. Basically, we have all the information to know which of those blank images should actually have MU69 in it. And so we can plan our download strategy in order to say oh we're pretty sure it's going to be an image 50 out of 100 so let's download 50 first mm-hmm. instead of going and downloading 100 very slowly mm-hmm. this is how my mom asks for pictures of the family this is like one by one excruciate like i wanted the one where you were smiling or something like that um Hopefully yeah, she doesn't have uh, doesn't have dial up like New Horizons effectively does. <laughs> my, my mom probably has dial up. I mean, it, it, she probably paid like for the price of fiber, but still has the password set to zero or something. I don't know. <laughs> Guess. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about how this planet formed? How does just a snowball form in space? Oh uh, gosh. I mean, I know I. I think I understood what they said in the news, but they use a lot of technical terms, so... Yeah, um, well, and there's a lot of confusing technical terms even floating around the science team, and mm-hmm. the the short answer is we don't really know exactly how this thing formed, but our best guess is that basically 
four and a half billion years ago when the planets were being formed is that there were sort of kilometer or mile size blobs of of dust and ice. I like that shot out to both measurement systems. Yeah. It's like, eh, kilometer Kilometer, or mile, you know. Whatever. (laughs) Something around there. I'm completely estimating the early solar system, but I don't want to be biased towards the That's what we scientists do is just completely (laughs) estimate the the formation process. Um, But there are a bunch of uh, expected... um, or rather, uh, there are a lot of hypotheses suggesting that you'll preferentially form these like uh, small individual pieces, these planetesimals. Mm-hmm. And there's been some thought that you may sort of stream them together and they may collapse into little clumps and you might form uh, spherical objects, um, particularly multiple spherical objects. You might get a bunch of objects that are binaries, so like two objects orbiting one another. Uh, or even triple systems where you have three or more systems and four, four uh, quadruple systems. You could have, you could have a bunch of them. Just checking. Yes. (laughs) Um, And then, so after all the little things collide and stick together, you're left with these systems where you have multiple objects orbiting each other. And then over the four and a half billion years, uh, they can spin down and eventually touch and coalesce. So Mm. So basically they get, they kind of are drawing, tiny smaller versions to the the two bigger ones that are formed and they just sort of slowly get heavier Is that yeah it? they they and they and they clearly couldn't have collided very fast i mean they look uh, they're like nudged on each other yeah and, i mean i have trouble getting even a snowman not to like crunch when you put you know like a basketball sized ball on another one um so this must have just been sort of like a really slow yeah thing. yeah the fact that it's literally two spheres touching is a really good suggestion that this whole process was very gentle, that everything was going very slowly. And so, what does that tell you? That it's very old and it's far away? It's telling it? you, well, we expect it to be very old. We knew that going in, but it's telling you that when the planets. I, I heard form- some people saying it was like the, the oldest. Yeah. Maybe. I think Constantine said that too. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, he mo- talks a lot, though. So he, he does. does a lot of talk. That's not a planet. That's a planet. There's a planet. There's not a planet. Yeah, he's always doing that. Um. <laughs> yes, he is. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, all the planets in our solar system are about four and a half billion years old. Mm-hmm. Um, the really exciting thing about MU69 is that it's basically been untouched mm-hmm. or unaffected by any of the geology that affects any other planet. So, like, yeah. if you go around the earth even though the earth is four and a half billion years old you're never going to find a rock that's four and a half billion years old because the earth gets screwed up by volcanoes and earthquakes and plate tectonics but this thing has just formed formed four and a half billion years ago and just has sat at the edge of the solar system hasn't gone anywhere hasn't moved it hasn't crossed paths with any planets it's just had a very very boring life until new horizons <laughs> just zipped by and took some pictures so uh-huh. um I, I, you mentioned the four and a half billion years old. I'm a nuclear physicist, and uh, a friend of mine challenged me to, uh, to figure out how to. Which we were talking about uh, low sodium salt, which is half potassium, um, and potassium is one of the remnants from the early solar system. So I was uh, telling him that it'd be really cool. I'm going to try and come up with like an experiment that kids could do or something, or anybody could do to date the Earth from the potassium because. It's about Ooh. one eighth as much radioactivity in there, and you can pick up radioactivity by putting something on a on 
photographic film although mm-hmm. like who has that nowadays right <laughs> you might as well you're more likely to have like a like a, a particle tracker nowadays than a in your house than film you know you could make a particle tracker now yeah they're not that hard right my my kids are very confused at cassettes i mean they know that they exist but they had zero idea like how they work like when 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 i was younger we had like eight track i was like oh my god that's so inferior to this other thing that is essentially the same thing um you know it's because they were shaped different or oh something. yeah no, the real uh, the real fun thing is open up a, a word doc on your computer and ask them what the symbol is for saving something oh, yeah 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 uh, <laughs> what is that yep <laughs> Although the, uh, th- that came up on uh, the PS4 has like, they've done this weird thing where they cut a corner out of it. So it's sort of like trying to half look like a floppy and half looking like a document, you know? Oh. So it's like, I think it's pretty clever. It's like, they're trying to like kind of nudge the meaning. You know, keep, it was it was neat the way, you should appreciate this as an art guy. It was <laughs> like, they kept like it clear to people who were used to the save icon, the old one that looked like a floppy with a little notch. But then it also looked like, you know, the little like document with the corner folded. <laughs> it's really clever. Yeah, Brilliant stuff. A really clever <laughs> mesh of info or uh, symbols. Right. <laughs> totally. Um, these are great. What are these other ones here? Can you describe oh, some gosh. of these? Um, so I have a ton of different drawings. Um, before, <laughs> like a constitute was like, you know, it'd be great for a podcast. A guy with a lot of awesome drawings. Yes. <laughs> None of this music stuff. Just right. just pictures. <laughs> well, we're gonna do the music video. Well, we can't. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can get us permission. We can do sure. like a couple seconds. I'm sure. Yeah. And then you'll get sued by Queen. So right. But then at least I'll have his contact info. <laughs> so it will be. Yeah. Like, well, oh yeah. My bad. Uh, can Brian be on too? Um, <laughs> Don't feel like you're backup Brian May. You're not. I don't do that to. I'm. No I one. I, no one is. Yeah. Star backup power Brian means May. nothing to me anymore. So it doesn't matter. But yeah, <laughs> no so, one's backup. You, really? There's no actual. Like, if uh, if he wasn't there, everybody would be like, how do we make the stereo image? I don't know. Well, there there are. All I see is a picture of a a square with a corner in. I don't know what that is because I'm a millennial. <laughs> Uh, yeah. We have some people that can do a pretty good job, but mm. Brian May brings his own unique flavor of science to it. So, mm. um, but yeah, so these drawings, so some of these, there's, I should have ordered them. There's a progression basically where we went from knowing nothing about MU69, um, where I could just draw crazy colorful things and get away with it because we don't know what it looks like. Can I, uh, okay. This is a bold question. Do you have any that I could like? make prints of and sign then have you sign them um and then i could send those out to fans i could support the show <laughs> yeah no i could i mean obviously your originals is like that's crazy these are amazing like, well so I'm, i am i, can't I am going this. to be i actually when i go into the office on maybe monday or tuesday or something i will be scanning these so i can send you an example like high quality one that you could make a print out of okay awesome but I, oh. I, the, the real value will be this signature too, because of course well, can, you're going to be putting these on the internet. But I could I could sign some. Okay, yes. awesome. That would be great. Uh, yeah, and please support the show at Patreon uh, slash SYJ. Very important because uh, I can't do this without you. So www.patreon.com slash SYJ. All right. So some of these are like a, a story. Like what is this yeah, timeline thing so, here? Some of these are very classical art 
arty drawings, and some of them are just messes. I don't of know what that timelines. I don't know what an arty drawing. I don't know what an. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not actually a trained artist. So right. I just it's like do I'm sorry. Art. I'm saying the solar system. I didn't have time to like find synonyms for art. Art. Yeah. Other than I can't even arty. think of an arty word to make a joke off of synonyms for. Yeah. Uh, for for pencil shading. I don't know. Love those colors. Um. <laughs> But yeah, some of these are very rough sketches. And so like right now, there's a couple out that uh, where I basically am uh, going around the science team room and talking with people and trying to figure out something. So the one I have right here, which is this messy sort of uh, almost like storyboard thing, uh-huh. was we were trying to figure out how fast MU69 rotates. Mm-hmm. And we had maybe six images. And in each image, you saw this little blob. It's probably only a couple pixels across. And the blob was moving between all of them. Mm-hmm. And so we were basically, I was going around drawing that blob and what it looked like in each frame. And we were doing math on the fly to figure out the different angles between each image. And we were bouncing between, oh, maybe it's rotating once every 30 hours or once every 15 hours. Or, and at some point, it was rotating once every four hours, which would have been insane because it would have actually flown apart and exploded. So um, thankfully, it, it is not exploding. Um, although that would have been very cool. But you guys weren't totally sure they were even touching, right? I think you said no. it before, right? They could have just been two spheres like just with a little space well so which would have been the coolest commute ever by the way can you imagine it's like oh the pharmacy is on the other side and the uh grocery store in my house is on the other and you have to just like there's a part where you leap from one sphere to the other that would be so awesome. that would have been very awesome there although it would have been very awesome but it was kind of scary for a mission standpoint because um so new horizons is zipping by really fast and it's just going to take pictures as it's going by and you, when you plan that, you just like, okay, we know where MU69 is. It's this point of light. So we're going to plan to take pictures of that point of light. Mm-hmm. But if it's actually two objects that are separated, that point that you see would actually be between the two. So you can imagine a scenario where you're zipping by and you're taking pictures and one part of MU69 is above the picture frame and one part is below. And so you could completely miss it. So uh, it was kind of scary. Yeah, I see. Yeah, because you'd be like... Yeah, you the you can't see the bottom of the the trench or get or the ravine if you can't if, get if that exact moment that you're, you're seeing a it. swath between the uh-huh. two. But thankfully, it it is touching, although very very like gently touching. Um, and there are a lot of objects out there like MU sixty nine out in the Kuiper Belt that are actually separated binaries mm-hmm. where they are. There's one in uh, the the kids movie Frozen. I have not seen Frozen. Oh, well, there's a, there's a character that looks exactly like this. Oh, the, the snowman person. Yeah. Someone yeah. on the team did actually Photoshop uh, is so it his, Olaf. Yeah, Olaf. Um, yeah. The occultation paths, which are basically the only information we had about shape before New Horizons got there. Someone took Olaf and fit it into the, the gap from the occultation paths, and it's actually it was a pretty good fit. So, Oh, uh, explain the occultation paths. So this is a really cool story, actually, because yeah. uh, I saw a, a, like a documentary on it, but tell us about that. Because you guys, I was really confused. I was trying to explain this to my kids how they know 
what you guys had an idea of the double sphere thing before you actually had an actual photo of it being a double sphere. Yeah. And it was a really cool story how you did it. Did you did you participate? Well, I, tell us about I, it and then So I did the not day. directly participate in it in that I didn't go to like Argentina where they actually had to do this, but but this was I thought it was in Africa. It was in Argentina. They've done they did three different occultation campaigns. Oh, uh, they did Are you sure this wasn't just an excuse to go to cool countries? I mean, uh <laughs> Mark Bowie who does is the person in charge of this gets to go to a lot of cool countries for these occultation things like oh, he's okay. going to be doing he just does this generally okay. yeah because you never know where the the occultation path well okay you gotta explain across. first of all no, nobody yeah. knows what an occultation okay. path is so. okay so we knew nothing about mu69 before new horizon got there other than where it is on the sky basically. it's like a little blurry dot. It's a blob yeah and you really want to know as much about it before you get there so you can plan how what science you're going to do and so one way you can get information about it and in particular get information about shape is uh, perform an occultation. So in an occultation, you basically imagine MU69 is way off in the distant sky, but it is moving in the sky because it's orbiting the sun. And every once in a while, it will move in front of another star. Uh-huh. And so... Like it's a... You look at it this like crazy solar eclipse for a totally yeah. different star. It's going to eclipse another star and it's usually a really faint star far so, away. So this is, must be why you have to be somewhere on the Earth because it's just like when we watch an eclipse on Earth, you know, yeah. you, like uh, we had the great eclipse a couple years ago, you had to be on that line to see it. So it's the same thing yeah. except it's like this insanely distant star and this insanely distant planet. Yeah, but basically that just like how the sun casts a shadow of the moon on an Earth, on mm-hmm. the Earth during a solar eclipse, Basically, that distant star is casting a tiny, tiny shadow on the Earth That's from so MU69. It, the size of the shadow is the size, the of, size of the object. Oh, my God. 30 kilometers. So, cool. so, basically... Oh, that's awesome. So, they, you're not going to see, like, a like a bottle cap or something, but any little moon-sized thing can work. Oh, yeah, man. they could have seen something down to, like, a kilometer or so. Uh, but this was... This, oh, I have a friend at JPL who wanted to to look for distant objects like this now at first it sounded dumb but now i think maybe it's, this actually makes sense this must have been his inspiration for it huh. yeah. this this whole occultation campaign was the i, I can't it, like congratulate them enough because it was like the most groundbreaking occultation experiment ever just done. i think we didn't even mention occultation does mean one thing like, covering up another yes. thing right so like, and, that, and that's why the occult is caused that right it's like it's a, <laughs> probably. It's a secret society that, i don't know yeah. why the occult has it but yeah. it's the same root word yes just very different uh there are no witches involved right. here as Although far as be i'm so aware funny, it's like oh no no when we go to the country we also sacrifice uh the, the postdoc yeah. to the, the, to the, post-doc. the gods of <laughs> right. postdocs are useful usually you give up like the undergrad or something yeah. but yeah so for each of these um the the best the best results they got was actually from this campaign in argentina where they sent a, a whole suite of telescopes and dozens of people and they get a lot of people like students from the area to come yeah. and help right which is awesome right because, because when do you have you know just the one i saw for for i think it was in uh uh, Equatorial Guinea or mm-hmm. uh, Gabon, and you know they don't have people. I used to live in right in that area, in Cameroon, and uh, really? they don't. Yeah, <laughs> I studied abroad in Cameroon. <laughs> no way! What? Oh my god! Where? Uh, wow! I we travel. I, this was like my freshman year of college, and I wanted to uh, get out of the United States. Yeah, I've, so I I've been there Cameroon. twice. When'd you go? What year? Two thousand six, seven. 
Whoa, uh, I was there in 2009. That's so funny. We could have <laughs> run into each other. What, where, what cities and stuff? Uh, Big we, cities, little we, cities? A combination of them. We went to the we went to Yaoundé and a bunch of the other larger cities down in the southwest. And then for a couple of weeks, went up into the northeastern, basically. The, uh, I don't remember enough of the oh, geography. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, the sub-Saharan portion of, of there to do some HIV AIDS work. Um I should remember. The but there, like, first of all, it's really hard to get stuff in there. It, you, like, I wouldn't bring my own telescope there because it would not make it past the airport. Um, yeah, it's it's intense. <laughs> it's not because they. But I think if you're in a critical mass enough and you do it through like all the official channels, they'll eventually let you do it. So okay. they they had to make they made contacts with the local government and they base and other local astronomers and it's really useful because so all that they know is where the shadow they know approximately where the shadow's going to fall just mm-hmm. like the solar eclipse path like you know where that's going to be. Mm-hmm. For this it's a tiny little path and we there's enough uncertainty so you need to like find the best places to set up your telescope and like best places where there's not going to be any clouds and no winds and stuff. Um, and they just set out rows of telescopes over my, many, many miles and put people at them. And they just observe MU69 waiting for it to, or observe the star that they mm. expect MU69 to occult, to go to eclipse. And there'll be an instantaneous drop. Basically, the star will just flip away. Uh-huh. And there were a couple just people on the team that actually were watching through the telescope and believe that they actually saw the actual occultation. Oh, that's awesome. So... But, but everybody's like, sure, you did. Yeah. Sure. Well, luckily, but they have cameras a, and a record video them. Or yes. Yeah, okay. But, um, and then they can reconstruct it. So there's these beautiful... Imagine being the, the asshole who, like, sneezes right at the moment. <laughs> Just everything's out of whack. Or something. That's what would happen if I do it. <laughs> yeah, you have to be... They, they really train pretty hard for these things. Because you don't... You have your split second. And then yeah. it's... There's no. people who, as a hobby, they, they do the same thing with the moon and the uh, International yeah. Space Station. And I saw this one guy. He was like... He tweeted out, um, sorry, I don't know that his name. Sorry, I should figure that um, Anyway, he tweeted out, he's like, I've been trying to do this for 10 years and I finally got it to work. And it was really cool. He had like a little thing of it. So you get these different paths and then that gives you an outline because you know yeah. the exact time and moment with and uh, that it takes to pass over. Yeah, you're basically, so you're seeing, if you imagine this sort of, we it's now a, know the shape is two spheres touching. You basically see the shadow of the two spheres. It's like having a surface. giant telescope, in a way, right? Yeah, with I mean, like, like like a, a couple wide. pixels on yeah. it, and, but it's like a, a pin. It's like a pinhole telescope. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's how we knew we knew the outline. Basically, at the time, we it could have been uh, two spheres touching, although it, there were only so many like cords these lines mm-hmm. cutting through it right because um, well, it should, should the outline but no shading the way the new photos yeah. do so you couldn't tell like you know yeah w- what the structure was it's just the silhouette basically mm-hmm. and it's not even that great of a silhouette but it but it allowed people to figure out the size and it let us knew know what is that a great silhouette what a i don't a know what that is <laughs> like that, now that one <laughs> One of Whistler's mother is amazing. Yes. Um. <laughs> Do an occultation of Whistler's mother. That'd be good art. Um, but yeah. So they did this campaign in Argentina, uh, which got most of the day, but they also did one in, in uh, Western Africa. And they also did one over the Pacific. And the way they did that is they used the Sophia telescope, which is oh, this yeah. telescope that they have oh, in a 747. And so yeah, they could fly it. set up it. the lab for that was an undergrad. I oh, nice. In, in the CSO. Yeah. Which then turned into the 
the Sophia one. I have a funny shut. We're in the shutdown right now. You probably know that. I don't know if it's affecting you guys, but it's it, it did probably a little is. Bit. Um, what's really funny? Uh, well, nothing about this. Funny. <laughs> uh, Sophia was like the last a couple of shutdowns ago. You know, we've had so many now. It's like back in the shutdown of 2017. Like it's old timey talk. You know, like um, in my day, shutdowns only lasted three weeks. Um, but this is really funny. They didn't know. Sophia didn't know if they were allowed to take off. And they were on the runway and like they didn't know, like it was one of these ones where it was like a last minute thing. Like, are we going to do a shutdown? And they, so they took off uh, like a minute and a half before the shutdown. And then the rule was once they're in the air, they could take data. For oh gosh. <laughs> so they were like literally like the last thing to, <laughs> the last project to be funded. <laughs> the last one. Uh, yeah. Luckily, New Horizons had their money already like in place, but... It did mean that there was no NASA people at the flyby. Mm. Yeah, basically the only NASA thing that they that we got was uh. the the director of NASA got a special dispensation to turn NASA TV on. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of people freaking out. They're like, "This won't even be broadcast." No. Yeah. And and they also gave us their like social media accounts. They basically just gave us the password and said, "Just do it." <laughs> um, and so we did. Yeah, have- I don't. I don't want to cause problems but i'm pretty sure uh brian may could probably help fund the Actually, project if you really wanted yeah. to i mean i was like oh okay you can have one of my does he have a british accent yes yeah uh, uh. it's okay have one of my gold <laughs> my gold fillings that i got from from uh, ringo <laughs> I don't know. that's my attempt at being a rock star <laughs> yeah well between uh with brian may i think uh he really uh did a good job at replacing nasa in terms of our pr so yeah that's true yeah. well it's the free market i guess that's what the libertarians wanted yeah. it was like look at you trying to not profit off of your <laughs> your space exploration mission. of the solar <laughs> yeah. system well, figuring out where we all came from maybe it would be more uh stable i don't know spacex seems to be doing it well but what's with the you see their new thing they put up around They're the same like time aluminum yeah, it, it literally Model looks like rocket? something I, like my, my my kids would make. I mean, much bigger, but... Uh. Uh, I mean, I was pretty busy with New Horizons Ops, and I just kept seeing that pop up on Twitter, and I, I still have no idea what that thing is. Uh, nobody for. does. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, do you, you know Scott Manley? The, yeah. The guy? He um, he has he knows a lot of... I don't know how... He just finds out all this stuff about <laughs> rockets and space and everything. Um, literally got famous from playing a kids video game. Oh, yeah. But, Kerbal Space uh, Yeah, Kerbal Space <laughs> It's, it, that is a great game for building a, your intuition about orbital dynamics. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've been told that. Um, so, uh, yeah, he's describing and like there are real rockets in it, I guess, but I don't know what the the aluminum foil is all about. And and it's so weird because people started at, have been asking me like, like in all seriousness, like is that thing gonna um is that gonna get hot as it re-enters? And I'm like, uh, I don't. I think that was a decoration. I don't know why you're asking me about. Yeah. <laughs> What it is. So, well, it's got to be stainless steel. So is the stainless steel going to be <laughs> Until it does anything, it, to me, it just looks like it's like a fancy grain silo or something. <laughs> yeah, I think the exp- the official explanation is that it's going to, like, hop. Mm. And so it doesn't... Like their demo for their starship or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know if SpaceX will take over uh, pure exploration anytime soon. They They're really promising for getting payloads into space mm-hmm. I, I they i do think they've really changed how that market works 
like having reusable spacecraft or rockets Mm -hmm. is a game changer. But I think it'll be a long time before private enterprise take over pure exploration. Mm. I'm really into 3D printed rockets. I think that's, I think that's the future, but that's just me. I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not a muskater. (laughs) Oh my God. There's this, this is a Netflix movie out called IO and it's about, it's supposedly about the moon of IO. It is not. Um, Yeah. I, I, it's more I just work like, on Iowa a little bit, and I saw the trailer. I said, "Ooh, a movie about the movie? Iowa!" Oh, oh, you work the, at the play. I work on. I, I study the moon. I don't work on the on the movie. Yeah, where I come from, I was just like, "Oh, you worked on that film? That's great. Uh, that was really low budget. <laughs> <laughs> they probably didn't pay you." <laughs> but yeah, no, no one would want to. Iowa is beautiful, but it's a volcanic hellscape. No one would want to. Well, live so there. the the plot line. I thought that too. The plot line of the movie is not that people live on Io. They're using the volcanism of Io to somehow charge up a colony that's in orbit. So that part kind of checked okay. out. Although, um, well, they're all dead from radiation poisoning. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, the radiation. Which is why around. they couldn't, you know, power earth with nuclear fuel, <laughs> I guess. All right. Yeah. That's a, another one. I, I guess I'll, I'll I complain have... about that one on the internet a lot. Anyone who follows me, <laughs> KP Hickerson. Uh, knows that. Um, do you have a Twitter that you want to? Yeah. Twits? So I, my Twitter out? is uh, J Tuttle Keen. But you've got to um, wait a minute. You've got to be an Instagram guy because you have all these pictures. You got to be like I. I do have an in- you're my like Instagram the scientist is... version of a of a Instagram model. Where it's just like, oh, here's another drawing I did. <laughs> Draw a very seductive right, MU sixteen. Yeah. Or maybe uh, do duck face. I don't know. <laughs> I'll put that on the next snowman drawing. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so I you my, do have a very nicely manicured mustache. My, so that's, that's my hipstery mustache at the moment. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you want to see uh, hipstery mustache and or me sixty nine, then uh, yeah. So my Twitter is Jay Tuttlekeen. My Instagram and I think Facebook are James Tuttlekeen. That's pretty easy to find. Oh, there's got to be a million of those. Yeah, so many. <laughs> that's, that's why I use the Tuttle. <laughs> I've never heard any of those. Well, I've heard James, but yeah um okay thanks for being on the show this is really fun and i hope yeah. I, wanna, I can get some more pictures with you with these uh these things and and i'll instagram some of those out too yeah sounds good um, all right thank you surely you're joking thank you very much thank you